Hey church family, Pastor Steve here and welcome to part five of the Forgiveness Challenge. Uh, we're almost complete. We're running six weeks. Uh, so tonight on campus uh, in person will be Pastor Mike Dunn will be leading uh, this devotion. Uh, tonight online you have me. Last week Pastor Jess stepped in and did a fantastic job. Uh, this week I'm going to teach it online. Next week I'll be teaching it online and in person. So we'll be wrapping up our part six. I know some of you may be watching online or are kind of ready to get back to uh, some regular services, some preaching and worship. Uh, but I just want to let you know how important uh, we feel that this challenge was. The forgiveness challenge we think is so important for a Christian's life uh, to be able to walk and operate in forgiveness and not bitterness. Uh, it's so important that we've taken a six-week hiatus from regular service just to walk through this challenge as a family and see what we can get out of it. Amen. So I hope and I pray that you've been focused on this and that you've been talking to God about this. And if there's any area in your life at all, uh, that you need to forgive, you need to let go of, then I pray that this has been effective uh, for that in this season. So today, uh, moving into part five, uh, the Forgiveness Challenge part five, the title of today's uh, devotion is Forgiveness is a Witness to Others. That forgiveness is a witness to others. Uh, now, we've, we've heard forgiveness is blesses others, blesses yourself. Forgiveness defeats the demonic. Uh, we, we've talked about all of these things uh, throughout the course of these five weeks so far. But today, uh, forgiveness as a witness to others, I think, is a key, key uh, portion of this teaching. All of it's great. Uh, but I think to, in today's day and age, with everything that's going on uh, and everything that we see, uh, I think it's, it's, it's important that we focus on especially this portion of forgiveness in our lives. So how many of you know it's particularly damaging uh, to the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ when bitter Christians uh, fight in front of non-Christians, right? Uh, so when Christians or people who profess to have Jesus in their life act a fool, act out, fight, uh, become bitter, become angry, uh, treat people poorly, you know, it's really, uh, really damaging to the cause of the gospel. Not only does it damage your personal testimony, but it damages the testimony of the church as a whole. Uh, so we as Christians really have to work towards guarding our lips, guarding our mouth. Uh, it doesn't mean because we're Christians that we never feel angry or we never have a moments of bitterness. Uh, but what it does mean as a Christian is that we allow the Holy Spirit to move within us to shut us down before we do anything damaging to the gospel, uh, before we do anything damaging to our own testimony or the testimony of our particular church body, right? That we, we were able to shut it down before that. Um, man, it's hard sometimes. It's hard. Uh, man, I, I admit it. It's hard. We all deal with it. And there's moments and times when you're angry and you just want to let your, your words fly. I, I have those times. I have those moments. Uh, and sometimes I win. I think most times I win. Sometimes I, I fail, you know, and I, I let the words fly and then I have to go back and repent and apologize. Uh, I had a, a moment this past Sunday uh, where that happened and I had to go back and repent and apologize uh, because because I allowed it to, to take place. Uh, now, people that you repent to and apologize to that are Christians are like, oh, no need. We deal with the same thing. But the truth is, we still must do it, right? So if, you, if you've done wrong, if you've, if you've acted wrong uh, in front of people, it's, it's important that you go and apologize and, and make it right. So in, in this day and age, it's, it's difficult 
um, it's difficult, man, especially in the day and age of social media. You have social media, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all, all of these things happening out there uh, with a bunch of infighting and bitterness, especially over the last couple of years and, and probably, you know, for continuing for the foreseeable future uh, politics and everything else that has gotten uh, twisted and and uh, has has a clinch and a and a clinch hold on this nation and on people's hearts and minds. It creates opportunities for Christians to act in a non-Christian way online, and we we excuse it by saying, "Well, that's just my belief system," and that may be your belief system, but it doesn't excuse you uh, fighting and 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 being bitter and angry and mean and nasty towards people because Jesus. Uh, wouldn't approve of that, right? Jesus doesn't approve of that. Uh, so in the age of social media, this kind of evil uh, with on-fighting and in-fighting and online fighting uh, between Christians has, has gotten pretty awful, right? And it probably has always been bad, uh, but what social media is, is a magnifier. So social media magnifies what's already bad and makes it worse. We use social media. We're on social media right now. Uh, social media is a magnifier. We can, we can magnify what's good, right? We can magnify God uh, through social media. We can, we can present the gospel like we're doing this evening through social media and, and make that a great thing. Um, but we have to remember that uh, it also magnifies the bad. Uh, so we've got to remember when to be on social media and when not to be on social media, depending on how you're feeling in the moment, right? So it's important. And one of the most amazing forgiveness stories involved a, a man who's actually my namesake. My, my parents named me after uh, this man in Acts chapter 7. His name is Stephen uh, with a PH and is spelled just like me, uh, Stephen with a PH. And my, my parents named me after him. Uh, and it's kind of interesting that he was known for uh, three things. One, he was brought in as a, as a deacon. Uh, but two, he was known... Uh, for being a martyr, <laughs> which uh, which I don't want to follow his footsteps there if I if I can help it. Uh, but thirdly, he was known for being a forgiver. Uh, he was known for through the power of the Holy Spirit forgiving uh, uh, egregious act against him and and dying uh, in that moment. Right. So so in Acts chapter seven, uh, Stephen comes into the temple and he he preaches. Uh, he's brought into the temple. But he, then he begins to preach. He, he begins to preach Jesus Christ, and he begins to preach that Jesus was the Messiah. He, he begins to preach uh, against all the religious leaders who, who rallied together to crucify Jesus. He preaches against their sin and, and what they did against God. And he preaches all of this stuff. He lays it all out uh, in the Old Testament. He, he lays out the prophecies, how Jesus was the Messiah, is the Messiah, fulfilled the prophecies. And then he preaches that he was raised from the dead, ascended, and sits at the right hand of the Father. Uh, when he preaches all of the gospel, which is the gospel message in, its, in essence, and most of, the, most of the, uh, the moments of preaching in Acts are all about specifically the gospel message about Jesus throughout the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus... Uh, crucified for our sins, and then Jesus raised and uh, and ascended to the right side of heaven, to the right uh, to the right side of the Father in heaven. Uh, so throughout this guy, he he begins preaching, and all the religious leaders get extremely angry. Right? How many of you know when you get uh, when you get convicted? Sometimes it brings anger out. When you know you're wrong, you know sometimes it makes you more more mad. Right? You don't want to hear it. Uh, when you know you're already wrong. But one of the most amazing uh, stories in this is these bitter, jealous, demonic religious leaders 
came to murder Stephen. They drag him out of the temple, right? Uh, they set him up and they pick up rocks and stones uh, and begin to throw them at him until he's dead. And it's a it's death by stoning uh, is what it is, which was, uh, I don't know how common it was back then, but it was something that was used uh, throughout the temple for, for justice, right? So uh, these de- jealous, uh, f- full, of, full of demons, sorry about that, these uh, full of demon uh, religious leaders begin stoning Stephen, and in that moment, this is this is something that's incredible. In that moment, uh, in the scripture, it says this in verse fifty-five. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So, in that moment, while these religious leaders are stoning Stephen, uh, God came to his rescue. You know, and and God helped him and filled him and gave him what he needed to get through a horrible, horrible moment. I mean, it was the end of his life. Uh, It was a horrible way to die. But in that moment, God opened up heaven and showed him heaven and came down and and helped him uh, in that moment. So if you could imagine uh, like a sporting event today, maybe your favorite team uh, you know, teams haven't been playing much for the pandemic, but they've started to, to go back to full steam. But uh, if you can imagine your favorite team winning a big game and, you know, and all the fans jumping up and screaming, yes, yes, you know, touchdown or, or whatever, you know, but in the moment, everybody's yelling and they're so excited and happy because their team is winning. Uh, if you can imagine when Steven was being stoned uh, to death by these religious leaders and in that moment, he decides, you know what? I'm going to be like Jesus. And in that moment, he asks God to forgive them. In that moment, he says, Lord, forgive them uh, for what they're doing. Could you imagine the cheering section in heaven? Uh, I would imagine, I can imagine myself, uh, Jesus leading that cheer, like in heaven, like, yes, Stephen, you're doing what I taught you. Stephen, yeah, Stephen, you, you did it. You know, you're, you're, you're walking in forgiveness in the worst possible circumstances, the worst possible ordeal, and you're walking in forgiveness. Yes, and everybody's cheering and shouting in heaven uh, for Stephen. So if, if you could imagine that, uh, that's kind of how it is in our own life, I, I, I imagine, uh, that when we win in a moment, uh, when, when forgiveness, team forgiveness wins, team Jesus wins in your life in the moment, I can imagine it being like that, that all of heaven cheers uh, because you got it right. You know, you got it right. And I, I think that's awesome. But dying at the hands of those he was forgiving. In Acts chapter 7, 59 through 60, he says this, And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Listen, they're killing Stephen, right? They're killing him. And while they're killing him, he asked God to forgive them of their sins. Man, he was full of the Holy Spirit. And when we're full of the Holy Spirit, we love people, uh, even people who hurt us. We, we love people so much uh, because God loves them, right? And if God loves uh, them, we're supposed to love them. Man, it's asking a lot. It's, it's supernatural to love somebody who's hurt your heart. It's supernatural to love somebody who's hurt you. Uh, but in these moments and in these times, uh, the Holy Spirit gives you what you need to do what he's asked you to do, which is to walk in, in forgiveness.
to display forgiveness, even, even in the worst of circumstances. As he was dying, uh, a quote from the Forgiveness Challenge is this, which I think is absolutely incredible. The most awful days of your trial will become the most awesome days of your testimony. I'm going to say it again because that's so key. The most awful days of your trial will become the most awesome days of your testimony. Man, that's true in my own life. I, I, I think you could look back if you've operated in forgiveness on a large scale, on a large level, uh, especially if you've operated in supernatural forgiveness, uh, because by all, by all accounts you shouldn't have forgiven, but the Holy Spirit helped you to do it, uh, then it can be the most awesome days of your testimony. We then read in Acts 8.1 that Saul approved of his execution. He watched Stephen pray for, for the forgiveness of his murderers. A man who would later ask Jesus to forgive his own sin, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul. That's who it was. And he met Jesus on the Damascus Road. Uh, he came to know Jesus and became the Apostle Paul, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Uh, I wonder how much of that we can attribute to watching Stephen uh, die, but die in faith and in glory and walking in forgiveness. You know, I wonder how many times Paul looks back and thinks, uh, you know what? Stephen was, was the man. Uh, Stephen was the man. So I want to remind you today that when you're hurting, uh, please remember other people are watching. And even more important than your own hurt is the testimony of the gospel. And God doesn't uh, expect you when you're hurting to not hurt. He expects you to bring it to him, right? So the worst time, the worst time for you to be public and speak publicly and act publicly is when you're hurting in your heart. Uh, the, hardest, the worst time for you to be on your social media account typing stuff out is when you're angry bitter and hurting. That's the worst time for you to be on Facebook, worst time for you to be on Instagram, because you're going to start sharing memes uh, that reflect your situation uh, and that impact your testimony negatively and impact the gospel negatively. If they always see you as proclaiming Christ, but then they see you uh, completely doing the opposite, you know, it hurts your testimony. So I'm going to say the worst possible time for you to be out there on social media is when you're hurting, uh, but that is the best possible time to get down on your face before God in prayer and allow him to heal your hurts. So he doesn't want to leave you hurting, uh, but he's not approving of you hurting and reacting in bitter and angerness, uh, bitterly and with anger publicly. He's not, a, he's not an approval of that. So we've got to, to make sure We've got to make sure uh, that we protect our testimony and, the protect, and protect the testimony of the gospel because that overrides everything else. Everything else. I want to read to you uh, something that I posted yesterday on social media. It's from a Reverend Samuel Rodriguez. Uh, but he says this, We live in an age driven by emotions instead of logic, feelings instead of reason, collective hysteria instead of common sense confrontations instead of conversations and all the while our children are watching and then he hashtag uh, flip the script so christians fellow followers of jesus fellow lovers of god um, let me ask you today 
If you're walking in anger and bitterness, flip the script. Flip the script. Start walking in forgiveness and healing. Let's join Team Forgiveness and let's leave Team Bitterness behind. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together this evening in this in this um, in this devotion, Lord. Father, I thank you for this challenge, the forgiveness challenge, and I thank you for your gospel and the, the scriptures that walk us through how we're supposed to behave and what we're supposed to do. Father, I pray for that one that's watching tonight that's hurting in their heart, who's dealing with bitterness and anger. I pray, Father, that you would bring healing uh, to their soul, that the, tox the toxicity that has uh, crept into their soul from the bitterness and anger, Lord, that it would go tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, that you would set them free, that they would call on you, that they would they would wholeheartedly hand you their heart so that you can clean it and repair it and fix it and put it back. Lord, let us depend on you. Let us walk in forgiveness. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week for the last installment of the Forgiveness Challenge. And until then, uh, be blessed.